Amen. Amen. Today's scripture comes from John 13, verses 31 through 35, and it reads, When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glory him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you, O oh God, that you are dwelling in this place with us. God, I ask that, that you would settle my mind, that you would organize my thoughts, Lord, that the words that come from my lips would be yours. Lord, that all of us would be better for it. In Jesus' name, amen. This particular portion of Scripture is, is, is very interesting because read alone, alone, you can say a lot of different things uh, uh, related to a lot of different places in one's life. But I, I think it's really interesting to note that, that, that Jesus says all of these things sandwiched between two other portions of Scripture, the first being... Uh, him washing the feet of his disciples and, and sharing a meal with them and, G, and, and Judas getting up to go and portray him. And on the other side of the scripture, we find uh, Peter uh, 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 denying that he even knows who Jesus is. Why is that important? It's important because as we look at this, I think it's the fifth Sunday uh, of Easter, if we look at this, this portion of Scripture, Jesus is saying, uh, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, we know that loving one another is not new to the gospel. We know that, that, that God's call for us to be loving to one another is not a, a novel concept. We know that God has called us to look at who our neighbor is and said that they may not look like you, they may not sound like you, they may not even believe like you, but, but just the same you are called to love. We know that that has been a part of the pages that we've read before we ever got to 13. So why all of a sudden does it say that it is a new commandment? If you really look at the scripture itself and how it's sandwiched between the two, I believe what Jesus is saying in this moment is, I want you to love people. I want you to love people. I want you to love one another. I want you to love like I have loved you. If you really look at it, if Jesus invited these individuals into this upper room, he, he became uh, not the, the, the kingly person that everybody expected, but he became a servant as he tied a towel around his, his waist and sat and washed their feet. 
He, he served them as, as if he was uh, of no real report. He, he, he served them in a way that was so puzzling that one of the disciples said, No, you can't wash my feet. It is good to note here that Judas was still in the room. He, he, he had, he had supper with them and he talked with them and he prophesied of, uh, or foretold of the, 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 the betrayal that was to come by saying, the person I give this morsel of bread to when I dip it will be the one that, that will betray me. So it's safe to say that even at the table which was prepared before them, his betrayer was still there. Even after Peter betrayed, after Peter denied Christ three times and the rooster crowed, it is obvious through the rest of the reading of the scriptures of the New Testament and of the gospel that, that Peter was embraced and loved and restored by Christ. I, I, I say all this to say this, that if Jesus can love even those that come against him, if Jesus can love even a perceived enemy when he tells us to love our enemies, he's not telling us to do as I say and not as I do. He is showing us what it looks like and asking us to follow in his footsteps. If Jesus tells us that, that, that we have to love those that he even despitefully use us, we, 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 we are not hearing him say, I, I need you to do this thing because it sounds good. He is saying, look at how I did it and follow in my footsteps. If Jesus can, can restore those that, that have wronged him, that, that, that have denied, that have denied even knowing who he was, then why is it that we continue to hold grudges? It's the steps forward. You see, the steps forward have to be rooted and, grind, and, and grounded and guided and measured by love. We, 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 we have to look at the steps that are before us, the life that we have to live, the journey that God is calling us to be a part of as, as several different opportunities and numerous opportunities and numerous opportunities to show God's love to the world. It is not only the mark of how they will know we are Christians, but it is the, 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 the means in which we show glory to the Christ that gave his life that we might have life. It is the means in which we worship the God that, that sent the, his only begotten son that whosoever will Shall, shall have everlasting life. It is, it is the way that we honor the fact that the Holy Spirit is the one that leads us and guides us into all truth. It is the steps forward that matter. It is the steps forward that causes us to be the evangelists that God has called us to be in this world. It is the steps forward in love that helps us to, to fulfill the great commission to go ye therefore make disciples of all people. It is our steps forward. It is funny. Over the last week and a half, I have been very emotional. I, I have cried in my car. I have, have cried in the restroom. I have cried at my desk. Thank God for doors. 
I, I, I have I have cried in my living room. I have I have cried and cried and cried and cried. And, and it's not uh, the fact that that now I I have bars on my my sleeve that says that I'm doctor or whatever that may say. It was really a reflection of all the steps required to get here. I, I, I cried uh, before graduation as I had my, my, my grandmother's picture tucked in my pocket because she was one of the sweetest women you will ever meet, but she was also one of the hardest people on you when she knew you could do better, when she knew you could do more. She would push you in ways that, that you didn't know you could be pushed and you would do things that you never expected you could do. I cried as my clover was hanging around my neck, a clover that my mother bought me, a clover that, that, that I, I asked for as a representative of something that it never really represented. And what I find in wearing this chain every day is, is a reminder that my mom endured a lot of things and sacrificed a lot of things and, and, and did a lot of things to try to make sure that these opportunities were for me. I think about all of the people that were in Cloverland where I grew up and all the people at New Hope where, where I went to church. And I think about the deacons and the pastors and, and my neighbors that taught me to ride bikes and taught me how to garden and taught me how to love people and taught me that if I would focus on Jesus and others, then, then I would find value even in myself. It, it is all of those people that drove me to this point. And so my tears weren't because I achieved something, it was because I realized that God had placed so many wonderful folks in my life that, 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 that caused me to want more and to see more and to expect more. I thank God for you all for that same reason. Our children's moment uh, said that, that you ought to be able to know uh, what a person is and, and who a person is based on how they act. It, it is it is the love of Christ that shows others that we are Christ followers. It is it is the love of Christ in our daily walk that helps people to understand what Christianity is really about. It is the examples that we leave every day at work and at school and and, and, and mission uh, uh, projects and in our daily uh, visit to the gym. I need to do that more often. That they allow people to understand really what being a Christian is all about, who really Jesus is, what, 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 what it means when we say that, that God is one that restores and redeems, what, what we mean when we say that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I'd be, what it really means to say that I love you. For we know that love is patient, it's kind, it's long-suffering, for we know that that love extends, uh, extends beyond uh, cultural and racial boundaries, for we know that that love has nothing to do with how much money you have in your pocket or what neighborhood you live in, for we know that, that God will call you to people in places that you never expected, and the fact that He called you there should be such a great honor because you have the ability to be the hands and the feet of the Lord of, uh, uh, of our salvation. We we have to understand that our steps forward must be calculated. There's a scripture that I say, uh, ooh, scripture, it's not in the Bible. There's a poem that I say often that you've probably heard a million times. And as long as I'm here, you'll probably hear it a million more. And it simply says to live your creed. And it says, I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. I'd rather one to walk with me than just to show the way. The eye is a better pupil 
and more willing than the ear. Advice may be misleading, but examples are always clear for the very best of teachers are the ones who live their creed. For seeing good put into action is what everybody needs. I can soon learn to do it if you let me see it done. I can watch your hand in motion, but your tongue too fast may run, and the message you deliver may be very fine and true. But I'd rather get my lessons from observing what you do. For I may misunderstand you and the fine advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. People of God, if we are truly to be the followers of Christ that we proclaim to be, our examples to the people that are around us, our examples to our community and to our friends, our examples to all those that we may be, uh, come in contact with should be clear. People of God, if we will walk in love, looking for opportunities to love, it will glorify God in heaven. If we look uh, to walk in love and for opportunities to love, it will glorify uh, Jesus Christ, our Savior, if we walk in love and seek those opportunities to love. There will be no doubt that the Spirit of the living God is the one that is guiding us and leading us into all truth, people of God. Our step forward is simple. It is to love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.